another episode of This Week in IPNL. We are, of course, as always, live from the table in my kitchen. We have a very special guest. We have Chief Bill Scott, who is the Chief of Emergency Services. Thank you for joining us. No problem. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, so um, for people that don't really know what like emergency services is or what you know kind of services you do, can you just give us like a brief overview of what you guys do and the types of situations that you handle on like a daily basis? Sure. So emergency services, we pretty much have our hands in just about everything uh, emergency wise at the university. So uh, using emergency in our name, uh, our emergency response bureau uh, consists of our lieutenants and our emergency medical services. Uh, the lieutenants respond to fire alarms, odor of smoke, smoke conditions in buildings, car accidents, hazardous materials, uh, and then they do non-emergency issues like uh, stalled elevators, or if there's a person you know stuck in the elevator, we'll do elevator uh, removal, extrication, uh, you know, car lockouts, uh, you know, check and sprinkler control valves, etc. So uh, lieutenants are, are very busy uh, responding to trouble signals every time. You know, if somebody hears the fire alarm beeping at the panel, our, our lieutenants are the ones that will go investigate that. Uh, EMS-wise, we run the state licensed ambulance. So we have an ambulance on duty 24-7, 365 to respond to any medical emergency on, on campus. Or uh, we also do mutual aid to the surrounding communities here in New Brunswick as well. Uh, fire Systems Bureau, uh, they inspect, test, and maintain the fire alarms and fire sprinklers in New Brunswick and Newark, New Brunswick, Piscataway, and Newark. Uh, so they're very busy maintaining well, you know, well over 450 systems uh, uh, on those campuses. Uh, fire uh, Fire Safety Bureau, uh, which is probably where a lot of IPNO sees us, is the fire code enforcement university wide. So uh, they're one of our units that that touch all buildings statewide. Where we have a unique agreement with the state division of fire safety, where we basically self inspect. So our inspectors. Uh, are performing fire code enforcement on behalf of the state division of fire safety. So that's a, a unique program we have at Rutgers. Uh, then we have a, a training unit. Uh, our training division does all the uh, the CPR, defensive driving, which anybody that drives a university vehicle has to come through our program. And then, uh, you know, basic first aid training, CEU classes for our EMTs, et cetera. So uh, that, that unit's also statewide. So CPR would be uh, handled anywhere in the state, uh, CPR and defensive driving. So we heard that uh, emergency services played a big role in uh, Hurricane Ida relief and rescue. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So, so our staff, again, we're, we're a unit that's here, uh, like, like our EPD, we're here 24-7. Uh, you know, when the, when the storm hit, you know, we, we anticipated it coming, but not as quickly and as, as fast as the waters rose. You know, we did ramp up our staff. We had additional units on the road. Uh, and then when the rain started coming down, we, we recalled additional staff in. Uh, but the, the big one, probably the uh, unique for us, is uh, uh, when the waters rose on on you know Davidson and Titsworth, where our, our facility is. You know our, our EMS building went underwater, so we were in the middle of dressing, trying to you know salvage our equipment and make sure our vehicles were out of the floodwaters. At the same time, we probably had about five cars uh, get stuck in the floodwaters, where our staff actually had to go into the waters and remove the occupants, uh, you know, to get them out of the floodwaters because it was it was coming up pretty quick out there. Uh, then when the height of the storm, obviously the, the water came down so quick, it started flooding buildings, flooding basements. Uh, you know, a lot of the electrical services are in the basements of the building, which created hazards. Uh, fire alarms were going off. So we, we responded to a number of emergencies throughout, throughout the storm, uh, you know, just rendering whatever help we could. So, 
know, at the height of the storm, uh, you know, during the operational period, we, our department did 122 different uh, incidents we responded to, whether it be, uh, you know, people out of a car, a fire alarm going off, electrical shorting out, uh, to even responding and, and making sure the fire alarms are working in the buildings. So it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of what my staff did, work, you know, working together with, you know, IPNO and uh, maintenance and also RUPD, you know, they, they really stepped up the plate and, uh, you know, did whatever they could with limited resources. Uh, you know, I did want to add that, you know, normally we rely on the municipal fire departments to come help us out, but they were so overwhelmed as well. Uh, you know, our staff were, were out there doing, uh, being trained firefighters, et cetera, uh, doing what they could do to, you know, to help everybody out here. That's great. Thank you. So what are some of the things uh, that people can do to prepare for another storm like Ida in the future? Be prepared. Uh, that, that, listen to the weather reports. Uh, you know, again, we, we had an idea this one was coming. We knew it was going to be bad. Uh, but as it progressed, we were getting the updates. Uh, you know, we, I signed up myself to, you know, weather.com, weatherbug, the university's uh, ENS system. Uh, you know, I'm getting all the alerts, just like anybody, you know, I don't get anything special, you know, just because I'm in emergency services that, you know, a layperson couldn't get, uh, you know, sign up for all those, those alerts, pay attention to social media, uh, go to our emergency.ruckers.edu webpage, which has a lot of tips and, and uh, things that you could be prepared for. And ready.gov uh, ready is another one to sign up for. They have a lot of tips and tricks, uh, you know, to be prepared, don't go into floodwaters. Uh, people don't understand that, you know, it looks nice and calm, but as soon as you step into it, you know, it, it's moving pretty quickly and can carry you downstream. Um, you know, so, so when a flood happens, you want to be safe and, and not go into those flooded areas. Going back like a second, you said that you guys, uh, did a few like vehicle rescues, um, during it. I, I saw a lot of the pictures of what like New Brunswick looked like, and it was like the it, it like basically looked like Venice, like the whole city was like underwater, you know, like when someone is trapped in a car like that and it's like surrounded by water, how do you even get to them to get them out? So uh, on the county level and the municipal level, uh, you know, working through the OEM offices and, and coordinating uh, with county and state resources, uh, they brought in a lot of high water vehicles. And in the incidents in the pictures you, you, you referenced, uh, we actually had to bring in boat task force. Uh, the boats came in, you know, city of New Brunswick brought them in, uh, Piscataway Township brought them in. So we had state police, we had, you know, boat units from, from all over the county. I, I believe we had units in Middlesex County from as far as Ocean County coming up to, to assist us in the area. Uh, when it's moving that quick and that deep, really, you have to do it by boat. And that, that's what went on for probably 48 hours is uh, different fire departments, different police departments bringing their, their units in and, and assisting the local fire departments uh, with, with boat rescues. Mm -hmm. This, I'm, I'm not sure if, it, if like it's in the right area or not, but I, I have a friend who's in, uh, who's in the military and he sent me like a video around Piscataway in New Brunswick and they had like, uh, they had the military come with, with helicopters and there were guys like dropping from the things on ropes, grabbing yeah. like people. Yeah, they, were, they were doing, uh, the, I did see the Blackhawk helicopters, state police helicopters were out uh, Easton Avenue uh, in Franklin Township. They did a, uh, uh, a couple of, of, they call it basket lifts. They lifted them up uh, out of the floodwaters. There was just no other way to get to them. Uh, we you know, mentioned in Franklin Township, one of the things I, I didn't mention is, uh, you know, our department's part of the New Jersey EMS Task Force, which is a statewide unit that 
you know, we get assets from the task force. We have what's called the medical ambulance bus that can hold up to 20 uh, stretcher-based patients. We were tasked to service with the task force on, on the following morning after the flood. Uh, there was a nursing home on Easton Avenue in Franklin that had to be evacuated. So, you know, not only are we dealing with the emergencies on campus, we were able to split staff and send them over to the Franklin Township to assist there. And then as they were returning to campus, we had an individual walking through the ecological preserve, uh, lost his footing, fell down the ravine and, and injured himself. And we had to do a what we call a technical rescue to, to lift that patient in what's called a Stokes basket out of the ravine, get him to the, the waiting all-terrain vehicle we had, and then bring him to the ambulance to get transported. So, you know, that was, again, was a good partnership with emergency services and RUPD to, you know, safely remove that, that patient. So a lot of a lot of stuff people don't think of. They, they think of a university campus, and ah, it's it's easy. It's all buildings, but you know we probably have more incidents on campus here than a normal municipality would deal with, just because we have such a wide range of of buildings and, and events and activities going on. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. Um, well, thank you, uh, thank you, Bill, for coming on, and thank you to uh, you know everyone in emergency services for. Uh, for doing what they do to help keep everyone safe. And um, yeah, so uh, as we always do, we will give you the last word if there's uh, anything else that you wanted to say. No, just uh, as I mentioned, sign up for the, uh, the university ENS system, uh, sign up for the different weather alerts, you know, check out all the IPNO websites. It'll bring you to the public safety website, which will give you a, a host more information that, you know, we didn't cover today. And, you know, as always, if there's any questions, uh, my contact information is available on the website. You know, feel free to email me or give me a call. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. And thanks, everyone, for, uh, for listening.